all right? And I'm going to need y'all to participate to help me preach this sermon too, all right? And what I want y'all to do, y'all excuse me because I am preaching to the kids, so I'm turning my back on y'all, but I'm, I'm talking to them, all right? What I need y'all to do, there's going to be parts of my sermon I'm going to ask two questions, all right? The first question is going to be, oh, I'm sorry. She said they are all over. Yeah, let me, let me step. Going to be two questions. First question I'm going to ask is, who are you? All right? And what I want you to respond is, is your servant. And then the second question is going to be, what do we want God to do? And your response is going to be, stir up my gift. All right? All right, we got that, children? All right, I'm going to ask you, who are you? And what are you going to say? Oh, no, 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 no. Miss Venus, we got to say it like you mean it. Who are you? God's servant. What do we want him to do? Stir up our gift. Let's try it again. Who are you? And what do you want him to do? Amen, 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 amen. That is going to be our subject that we're going to be dealing with. Here is your servant, Lord. Stir up my gift. And our scripture is going to be coming out of two places. The first one is going to be Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 7. Ephesians chapter 4 starting in verse 7, and I know Miss Kathleen was kind of upset with me last night because I was doing the King James Version, but then I remembered that I was preaching to the children and that I needed to make it clear to them that they understood what God was saying in his word. So I'm going to be reading out of the Amplified Version. Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 7, going down to verse 12. And then we'll also be coming out of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 through 6. That's Ephesians chapter 4, verses 7 through 12. And 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 through 6. And you will hear this when you're listening. Yet grace, God's unmerited favor, was given to each of us individually, not indiscriminately, but in different ways, in portions to the measure of Christ's rich and bounteous gift. Therefore, it is said, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive. He led a train of vanquished foes, and he bestowed gifts on men, as Psalm 68 and 18. But he ascended. Now, that can, now what can this he ascend mean but that he had previously descended from the heights of heaven and to the depths of the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is the very same as he who also ascended high above all the heavens, that he, his presence, might fill all things, that all things, the whole universe, from the lowest to the highest. And his gifts were varied, he himself appointed and gave men to us some to be apostles, special messengers, some prophets, inspired preachers and expounders, some evangelists, preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries, some pastors, shepherd of his flock, 
and teachers. Verse 12, his intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people, that they should do the work of the ministry toward the building of Christ's body, the church. And then in 2 Timothy chapter 1, starting in verse 3, Paul, in his letter to Timothy, he says, I thank, thank God whom I worship with pure conscience and the spirit of my fathers, when without ceasing I remember you night and day in my prayers. And when as I recall your tears, I yearn to see you that I may feel, be filled with joy. I am calling up memories of your sincere and unqualified faith, the leaning of your entire personality on God in Christ and absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom and goodness, a faith that first lived permanently in the heart of your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and now I am fully persuaded dwells in you also. That is why I would remind you to stir up, rekindle the embers, fan the flame, and keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you by means of laying on hands with those of the elders and ordinations. You may be seated. As I said earlier, the subject I would like to deal with and speak to the children on today is, here is your servant, Lord. Stir up my gift. So who are we children? See, they're they going down. Who are we children? God's servant, yeah. And what do we want him to do? Stir up our gifts. Yes, yes. Before I could even begin to preach, I need to make a public service announcement or a disclaimer from the pulpit that there is a difference between a God-given talent and a God-given gift. LeBron James has a God-given talent. He can shoot a basketball. Ken Griffey Jr. had a God-given talent where he can hit a baseball. But that talent only blesses us in the natural world. But when God gives you a gift, and it's a God-given gift, God uses that gift to bless us in the spiritual world. When we accept God's gift of salvation, this is our spirit. God pours into us He pours into us our gift to be used for a later date. Now, right now, as you see, the sugar is settling at the bottom. It's not mixing with the water. So there's something that needs to be done in order to activate that and in order to make it do what the purpose that it has been called to do. And that's the stirring up of the gift. But right now, it's just sitting at the bottom. It's just sitting there. If I don't do anything else, that's just sugar that's in water. 
I haven't added anything else to it, so now I just got sugar water, which sugar water don't taste. It tastes all right, but we need some flavor to the water, but we're going to get to the flavor later on. But right now, we just got sugar water. So God places in us a gift when we accept his salvation. Now, as parents, as adults, as leaders, we have a responsibility. There are three things that we need to do to activate the gift or gifts that God has put inside of us. The first thing that we need to do is we need to establish a relationship with God. We need for our kids to know who God is and to know that he has placed a gift inside of us. I mean, their theme is serving the Lord. How can you serve someone who you don't know anything about? That's like me going to try to work for a company and I don't know anything about the company. I go to apply the job there and then when I get there, I don't know what the company is about. That we need to know about God. Our children need to know about God and who they serve. So how do we introduce them to God? Well, first, we need to bring them to church with us. We need to introduce them to the same God that we serve, the same God that we came to believe and accept our faith and our redemption through him. After what God has done for you, wouldn't you want the same thing for your children? We should want the same thing. Matter of fact, I want for my children, I want more for them than what I've done. I don't want them to stumble like I did out there in the world. I want them to walk in the path and the gift of righteousness that God has put inside them. That is what Paul is talking about in, verse, in, chap- in chapter 2 and verse 5 of Timothy when he says, it brings to the remembrance of him the faith that he's seen, not first, he first he's seen it in his grandmother. Then the grandmother passed it down to the daughter. Then the daughter passed it down to Timothy. And then Paul seen it in Timothy. And he said it was a unqualified, a true, a pure faith that he seen inside of him. The first song the kids sung was, I believe. The first song they sung was, I believe. We need to get that belief system inside of them. We need to pour inside of them so that God could bring out what he has put inside of them, the gifts that he has put inside of them. Because who are we children? And what do we want God to do? Yes, we want God to stir up our gifts. Today shouldn't be the only Sunday that our kids are participating in ministry. Today should not be the first day that we, our children, are participating in ministry. Our Sunday schools should be overflowing. We make a plea all the time for our parents to bring our kids to Sunday school so they can know about the Lord. I started crying when I saw the young lady started singing probably the first song that we all learned as a kid in children's church 
or it's Sunday school. Yes, Jesus loves me. Why? Because the Bible tells me so. We need to put that inside our kids. We need to get it inside our kids. The world is going to put other things inside of them. But we need to put Jesus inside of them so that they confront, confront what the world puts inside of them. Because the only thing, we're not going to always be around our kids. My parents weren't always around me. And there were some things that I did that my parents don't know about. Because the world will pull you and draw you into their ways. And don't think that these kids are not being pulled. If you look at the news each and every day, there are more children that are in the court system. There are more children that are committing what we consider adult crimes. There are more children that are being harmed by adults, that are being hurt, that they need to have the love of Jesus in them. Not only do we need to do that, but God gave us a command. He gave us an order. It's not an option. Proverbs 22 and 6 says, train up a child in the way that they should go. Well, that way is Jesus. Jesus said in John 14 that I am the way, the truth, and the light, and no one comes through me, through the Father, but through me. So we need to bring our kids to church. We need to get them in Sunday school because down there is where we teach on the milk level, where we can use illustrations to where it can capture their mind, to where they can understand what God's Word is saying to them so that they can learn the love of Christ. Secondly, we need to make our kids available for service and ministry for God. We see this in Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 3. You familiar with the story? Hannah has prayed for a son, and God had answered her prayer. And God said, and Hannah told God that if you give me a son, I will offer him back to you for your service, for you to use. Many of us brought our kids up here for baby dedication. That is the scripture that the minister reads when we do the baby dedication. That when we bring our kids up here, we are offering them back to God. We need to make them available for ministry. It's amazing that we can make sure our kids get to everything else that they need to do. If they're in a sport, we make sure that they at every practice. We make sure they at every game. If they participate in some activity in school, we make sure they get to that activity. We make sure we make every effort, even if we have to break our neck to get them there, we make sure they get them there. But when we ask for them to, the junior ushers are always asking for junior ushers. The junior choir is always asking to bring your kids. The dance, they're always asking for kids in dance ministry, but we always got excuses. We make excuses when it comes to doing work for God. But when it comes to the world, we don't have no problem 
doing the world. But we all know that only what you do for Christ is going to stand. So we need to make sure that we make our kids available in ministry. Some of us were made available in ministry as a young child. We participated in choir. We participated in the usher board. Myself, I participated in the junior deacon. That is where I found one of my gifts in ministering to the sick. The junior deacons, we would go out every first Saturday. We would go out, Deacon Williams, Deacon Phillips, uh, Deacon Cigar. We'd all pile in Deacon Phillips' station wagon, and we'd go, and we'd visit each member in our sick and shut-in list. And at each and every one, we had to do a song, we had to do a devotion, I mean a scripture, and we had to do a prayer. They were training us in the ministry of deaconship. They were training us in the ministry of tending to the sick and afflicted. Some of y'all sung in the junior choir. Some of y'all now singing in the choir. We need to make our kids available for ministry because that is where they may find their gift in God. All right, I, I got to keep them woke because who are we children? All right, what do we want God to do? Yes, we want to stir up our gifts. They, they, they fading on me. They fading on me. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to see. That's the other thing with kids. You can't preach a long sermon because no matter how good it is, you know when kids get tired, they just, they, that's it. They done. <laughs> that's it. They, they, they done. And y'all, y'all done worked them up. So, so, so secondly, we need to make our children available in ministry because they're in ministry is where they may find their gift. Now, after giving them a relationship to God, after making them available in ministry, the other thing we need to do is we need to pray over our kids. Not only just to pray over them that God will protect them and keep them, as I pray every morning, from all harm and danger seen and unseen in the world, but we need to pray that God will stir up the gift that is inside of them. We need to pray that God will stir up that gift. We also need to recognize when our kids have gifts inside of them. And we need to build on those gifts. That's what Paul said when he'd seen the gift in Timothy to be a preacher, to be a pastor. He'd seen that gift in him, that he laid hands on him, that he prayed that at the right moment that God would stir up the gift and bring out what God had already put forth inside of him. Did a little research on a few members of ours, and I found out how their gift was brought out in them. And one of our members, their parents watched her come home from church and play on her little toy piano at the age of four. And seeing her play on her piano, they put her in piano class. And she took piano lessons, and at the age of 15, she was directing their junior choir at the church that she attended. And then she later went on to continue in her gift, and now she is one of our ministers of music here at our church. And I'm talking about Sister Lynetta Suggs-Wallison. That her parents recognized that 
she had the gift of where she migrated to the piano, that she would play on her little toy piano, that her father recognized that and said, well, we're going to put you in piano lessons, and guided her to the way that God was leading her to where she ended up directing the junior choir at Mount Carmel, to where God continued to lead her to where he led her here, that she became my minister of music. You've been here, what, 20? Yeah, a lot. Look, look, look. Yeah, a lot. Look, a long time. She's been here. She's been here a long, a long time. She's been here a long time. Terry over there trying to give me signals and, and trying to, try to, I think, 20, 30, but she's been here a long, she's been here a long, long time. And then we have another member that, against their own wishes, because sometimes God will put a ministry inside of us that we don't see. And somebody else will see God's anointing on you, and they will guide you, nudge you, push you, even when you don't want to do it, to where, against they will, they took piano lessons. Didn't like them, wasn't happy with them. Matter of fact, uh, it's your turn, Terry. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. I think you said you stopped taking them, that she stopped taking the lessons, but God had placed inside of her a gift that he was going to stir up at a later date. And now she's a national recording artist, just put out her Second CD, been on Bobby Jones. So she's blessing people with a gift that she didn't know she had inside of her and she didn't even want to use. And then I think about how our little fellas used to sit up here on the front row and they all used to take the bulletins make their little drumsticks. They used to all be up there just, just acting like they playing on the drums. And now we got Elijah over there. God has stirred up a gift, not to mention Isaiah, Joshua. I don't know how many of young men that have sat over there, and we got where he at? Tion, my man. You like the drums, don't you? Yes, he does. You catch him up here on Sundays, up here, playing the drums. Speaking to him. We have power in our tongue. God has given us power in our tongue that we can speak life into. We can speak ministries into our kids, when God has put a gift inside of them, it's up to us to put them in the place to where God can stir it up and bring it out of them. All right, wake up, wake up, because who are we? All right, and what do we want God to do? Stir up our gifts. All right, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up here because they, they, they fading on me. They fading on me. They fading on me. One of the things that uh, we have available here at the church, I'm going to put a plug out for you, Deacon Jefferson, where you at? I know you're around here. But we have 
for you, if you're not sure what gift God has placed inside you, we have a gift class that you can attend. And in this gift class, there are questions that you answer. And based on these questions, you end up with a bar graph. And this was in 2002. And I went back and I still got my bar graph. So Deacon Jefferson, some of us still hold on too. And I still got my certificate. And even though I've spoken on other individuals, the three gifts that I ended up with, and they list them from your strongest to your, not weakest, but from your strongest to your third, one out of three. And my first gift was exhortation. I ain't see that gift. <laughs> Didn't see myself standing here today exhorting God's word to you. Didn't see that gift. I have the gift of compassion. Well, I work in the EMS field, so I tend to people's needs and, 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 and tend to the sick in their time of need because God, Jesus, when he would heal somebody, said he had compassion on them, and he chose to heal them. And then my third gift is server. I've seen that. Again, I'm a fireman. My job title is called a civil servant. I am a servant. And even when you are placed in the natural world, God will use your gift to bless others because that is where it is used mostly is to bless others in their spiritual need. So I've seen where I have ministered because my, it went from doing work for the city to doing work for the Lord, to where I went from ministering to their physical needs to I minister to their spiritual needs. And that's what God will do. He will take you and place you in an area to where you can use your gifts the most. I've been doing that for 28 years now, 28 years now. So I said that gift of exhortation, I didn't see. There was somebody who seen that gift and would always encourage me that every year on my birthday, she would send me a card. And after I got ordained as a deacon, she would write on there, Christ, because she would write, she would always put the T on my name and, and instead of the Chris. But, and, and even then, I would look and say, hmm, what is she saying? But she would write, Christ, do you think God is finished with you yet? And each year she would send me that card. And I would look at it and I would say, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty much. I, I think he's done with me. I, I, I see where I have the gift of compassion. I see where I have the gift of serving. Even as a deacon, you are an exhorter. But she saw an anointing on me that she even would come to me and say, I need you to teach Sunday school. And sometimes I would use this, I say, it's Sister Carter. I say, Sister Carter, <laughs> teaching, teaching ain't one of my gifts. Te teaching, that's not, that's not my gift, Sister Carter. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm out of my lane. I'm, that's, not, that's not my gift. But she would still encourage me. 
encourage me. And so one day, in doing my daily bread, the Lord started stirring up my spirit that he would start preaching to me, and then I would start preaching to myself. So that happened, and I waved it off, saying, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm in his word. That, that should happen when we read his word, that he should stir something up inside of us that I started, I started feeling something. And I'm cutting my grass, and same thing. God dropped a scripture on me, start stirring me up inside. I start preaching to myself. I said, man, this, this happened a whole lot. So finally, it kept happening to me. So I called my brother up, who's a minister, and I said, Kevin, I said, man, this is, this is what's going on. God, when I read his word, I start preaching to myself. I take a text, I take a subject, I start preaching, I start, I get a closing, I preach a whole sermon to myself. So he said, yeah, that's, that's what it sounds like. You need to talk to your pastor. So I said, okay, I'll call pastor. Well, then I called my big brother in ministry, Reverend Myron Ingram. I told him the same thing. He said, yeah, doc, I think that's what the Lord is doing. You need to, you need to talk to pastor. So I went to pastor, and this is what I said. I said, pastor, I think, I think God is calling me to preach. Pastor shook his head. He said, uh-uh. He said, we don't think when God is calling us to preach. He said, you got to know. He said, when you feel the Spirit stirring up inside you again, he said, tell the Lord, here is your servant. Use me, Lord. Stir up my gift. And one Sunday, after I went back to pastor and I said, Pastor, I don't think I know God is calling me to preach his word. And so he said, all right, well, we're going to start meeting, and we're going to pray. And then at the right time, we announce it before the church. Remember that? It was a Sunday. Doc Smith came, my other father in ministry. He was the one that started it all with the junior deacons. So he was here. I'm sitting over there. They opened up the doors of the church, and I don't know how you get when the Spirit hits you, but I get to rocking. <laughs> and I'm sitting over there. I'm sitting in the chair, and I'm just rocking, and I'm fighting it. It's like, mm-mm. Pastor said, wait till, till the right time. So I'm sitting there, and it's just building up inside of me. It's just stirring up, and the tears just started flowing from my eyes, that I got something inside of me, that I got the, I couldn't help myself. It's like Jeremiah said, it was fire that was shut up in my bones, that I couldn't help myself. And even though pastor said, we gonna wait till the right time, but see, it was God's time. And when God says for you to move, and when he starts stirring you up, you just can't help yourself. It's like fire that you start rocking and it just starts coming down upon you that you just have to get up and tell somebody what God has put inside of you. 
So I came up here and I said, the Lord has called me to preach his word. And then three years later in my studying, I preached for my license. And now I stand before you operating in a gift that I did not see. A gift that was in, that was in me. It was my strongest gift. And even though I didn't see it, others seen it. Even after I announced my calling, others said, I've seen it. It was all over you. But see, sometimes you won't see your gift that God has given you. And God has put a gift inside of all of y'all. So, in illustration, I put that sugar in there earlier. And you see the sugar settled at the bottom. Now, this gift that God has given to us, the gift that God has given to you children, is stirred up by his blood. And I'm going to tell you about the greatest servant that ever served. They just buried Muhammad Ali. He said he was the greatest of all times. I got news for him. There was one that's even greater than him that he's going to have to stand before and give account of what he did. And his name is Jesus. Isaiah referred to him as the suffering servant because he came to give his life for my sins. He came as a baby. So he had relationship. He was God's only begotten son. He made himself available. He told the Lord, make a body for me. Make a body. I'll go down. I'll do what they can't do for themselves. I'll give my life for them that they can come back and have a relationship with you. He had gifts. They tell me he healed the sick. They tell me he gave sight to the blind. They tell me he made the lame walk. He made the dumb talk. He even made a dead man rise again and give him life. And that same Jesus could give us life. And even though he came to do all that, they hung him wide. Ha! They stretched him wide. They put nails in his hand. They put nails in his feet. And he poured out his blood for us. He poured out his blood for us. And that same blood is what covers us. That same blood is what saves us. That same blood is what gives us the power to operate in our gift. They put him in a borrowed tomb. He laid there all night Friday. He laid there all day Saturday. He laid there all night Saturday night. But early... Sunday morning, God reached down and something started stirring up in the tomb. The earth started rocking. The angel came down. He broke loose the stone. He rolled the stone away. And Jesus got up with all power in his hand. 
And that same power that he poured out on us, he pours it to us. And God stirs us up. And now he uses us that at the right time for us, he takes us. And as he stirs us up, he pours us out as a drink offering for us to bless somebody else. So bring your kids to church. Introduce them to a man who is waiting to just stir up the gift that is inside them. Because who are you, children? Who are you? What do we want God to do? What do we want God to do? We want God to stir up our gifts. God said in the Word that our gifts are not for the edification of us. It's for the building of the body. It's for the building for church. My gift ain't your gift. I can't sing like Ledetta. Y'all know that. Don't go there. I can't sing like Ledetta. I can't play. But what I do have is a gift that I make myself available that God will use me. And he stirs us up. Bring your kids to church. Introduce them to God. Make them available. Put them in ministry so God can stir up the gift that he has placed inside of them. That at the right time, he will use that gift to bless someone, to show someone. Even if you don't have anything, you could be like the little boy that had the two fish and the five loaves of bread. Just bring him what you got. God will get a multiplication. God will multiply. Bring him what you got. Whatever you had to give God. David said, I would rather be a usher, a, a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the temple of the wicked. Whatever it is, most of all, if you don't have anything, tell somebody about Jesus. Tell somebody about Jesus. Tell them that first song that you learned. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Look to ones to him below. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me, for the Bible tells me so. Here is your servant, Lord. Stir up my gift. Thank you.